basically PrEP is HIV prevention, stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. The biggest barrier, obviously, is the labs, just because, you know, the insurances don't want to cover that HIV blood test. And so a lot of people need financial assistance because of that. And I asked her, like, what she learned about HIV from health class. She had no idea, like, how it spread. They go over it for, like, a, a little segment. And she's like, all I know is that Freddie Mercury died of HIV, and he's super cool. Kids today, like, don't really understand HIV. everybody, this is Rachel and Ashley from Cornerstone Whole Healthcare Organization, and you're listening to the Life Support Podcast, the show that covers everything healthcare, from behavioral health to substance use recovery and much more. We'll get to our episode in just a moment, but as you can tell, we have Ashley with us today, one of our new co-hosts, and just wanted to take a minute for y'all to get to know Ashley. So Ashley, can you tell me about yourself as long as you cover the fact that you have puppies and chickens and you're chasing all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. As Rachel mentioned, my name is Ashley. I work with Cornerstone Whole Healthcare Organization. I also work in the realm of public health and community relations. And as Rachel had mentioned, I have a bunch of chickens, a bunch of dogs. It's almost like a little hobby farm. So it keeps me plenty busy outside of the public health realm. So I'm happy to be here and co-hosting today. Awesome. And Ashley is going to be an awesome addition to our team here at Life Support. It's really a family of public health nerds. So we get to okay. ask questions about what's happening in Idaho and beyond. And just really excited to have Ashley on board. I think that a lot of stuff about Ashley is interesting and awesome. One other thing, maybe Ashley, if I could have you describe, beyond having a little one in the background, another part of the farm, right, <laughs> is that Ashley was actually a public information officer for a health department through COVID. So not not to tee you up for too deep of a topic, but can you just tell us a little bit about that and your your background there? Absolutely. It was a very interesting experience, a very valuable experience, and probably once-in-a-lifetime experience. Taking on the role of a public information officer throughout COVID as part of incident response and then gradually turning into a more long-term career piece. So it gave me the opportunity to work with providers all over, state, federal, local level connections to help with the COVID response, trying to provide timely and accurate information to the public regarding public health. And then that expanded from not just COVID, but of course, other public health initiatives and other public health, I guess, messaging pieces that come out like, you know, during summer, we have harmful algal blooms in Idaho. And I know a lot of areas deal with a lot of the same things, you know ticks, enteric illnesses, foodborne illnesses, everything under the sun, public information touches when it comes to public health and messaging. So that was a really interesting time, whether it was COVID or another public health topic. I love delivering information. So that's definitely one of my things. I was very interesting working with the media at more of a heightened time that public health was in the public lens, I guess. And yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to kind of navigate that, even though sometimes we're a little bit heavy. It was a really amazing experience. That's fantastic. And what I'm hearing is between the mini farm, um, baby, and PIO for local public health through COVID, 
don't mess with Ashley because she can handle the chaos. Um, so, but I'm glad, glad, glad to have you on our team in a lot of ways, but especially in that one. So, so glad to have you on the team and y'all get to learn more about Ashley as we do more episodes going forward. Absolutely. And thank you so much, Rachel. I'm so happy to be here. Wonderful. And with that, Ashley and I are going to have an awesome conversation with Sierra about prep. And if you don't know what that is, you'll get to know later in the conversation. But we really get to discuss her role as a prep coordinator in the Treasure Valley of Idaho and what it means in preventing HIV, managing HIV stigma, and getting access for patients. So we'll really discuss everything there is to know about PrEP and also get a little teaser in there with roller derby. So in in the vein of not messing with people, also don't mess with Sierra. She's a roller derby professional enthusiast, something like that. We'll do another episode on the roller derby part because I'm just fascinated. But anyways, thank you so much for joining us, Life Support listeners. We're so glad to have the chance to talk with Sierra as well. So enjoy the episode. Well, welcome to our guest, Sierra. And Sierra, first question for you is the introduction. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And here at See Who, that's name, pronouns, where you're from, what you do when you're not working, what you do when you are working. Yeah, my name is Sierra Zuberer. That's actually my real name. And uh, I work at Full Circle Health. I'm the prep services coordinator there. My pronouns are she, her. Fantastic. No, that's that's great. It's a long list. It's a bit of a laundry list. Yeah. And j- just because we have lives outside of work, some of us do at least, what, what do you like to do when you're not working? I play roller derby. I've been playing for seven years and I practice like four days a week. And uh, yeah, I have games a lot. We do like away games, home games. Yeah, so that's what I do. That is super cool. We we did an interview with a partner last week and she was like, oh yeah, when I was in the Marines and doing push-up contests and now Sierra here. And I'm like, our, our theme this month is like, don't mess with our podcast guests. So <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I have lots of questions about roller derby, but we can save that for another episode. Can you tell me what your job as a prep coordinator entails and a little bit more about what what your day-to-day looks like as a prep coordinator? Yeah. So, I mean, basically, we have about like 150 prep patients at Full Circle Health. So, I manage our patients. So, I order the labs. I remind people to come in for their labs. Yeah, I do a lot of outreach. I've gone to CWI. I've gone to BSU. I go out to Corpus Christi and Interfaith and do HIV testing. I navigate people all throughout the state to prep. I help people that do not have insurance get prep through the programs, like the Ready, Set, Prep program. They can get their medication for free. I I feel like I do so much, but that's kind of the gist. So a lot of financial, a lot of navigation. Yeah. Awesome. Well, can you tell me a little bit more about what PrEP is? I think some of us, you know, that have been working in this space, it's like, oh, yeah, PrEP. But I think for some people, it's just not super apparent or something that they encounter day to day. Yeah, I'm actually amazed with how many people don't know what PrEP is. I actually have a friend who she lived in Seattle and I told her what I did and she was like, oh, I know what that is. That's super amazing. And I was like, really, I've never met anybody in Idaho that knows what it is. But basically, 
PrEP is HIV prevention, stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. That's the long-term, short-term PrEP. Uh, basically, there is a pill that people can take every day. There are two pills, Trivada and Descovy. And if they take those every day, it's 99% effective at preventing HIV. It doesn't prevent against other STDs, though. And then we also have Operitude, which is the PrEP injection. And so people just come in every two months and get an injection, and it's about the same effectiveness as the pill. Absolutely. So, Sierra, when it comes to PrEP and maybe the preparation for PrEP, what kind of labs or screening process do individuals have to go through? Yeah, so usually, I mean, I'll... It's just easier if I go over the labs first for the pills because it's like the same guidelines, but it would be every three months you would need an HIV test, which would be an antibody test. And then they would also need a blood test, which is actually pretty new to the guidelines. It used to be they just needed an antibody test and now they added on that blood test which has caused a huge barrier from people getting labs because it has driven the cost of labs up. And if you use the coding, the correct coding for PrEP, which is like exposure to HIV, then most insurances will not cover a blood test for HIV for somebody who is HIV negative because the insurance doesn't think that it's needed. So there's that. And then usually we do an STD screening in all three sites, oral, rectal, urine. We do chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis screenings. They do a urinalysis once a year, a comprehensive metabolic panel, CMP, to assess like liver function and kidney function. Because sometimes if you're taking like Truvada for PrEP, which is the PrEP pill, it can kind of affect your kidneys in a negative way, especially if you have like a family history of like kidney failure or anything like that. That would be every six months to a year based on the uh, creatinine level. And then if you're on Descovy, you would need a lipid panel once a year. You don't need that for Travada. And yeah, that's basically it. It's kind of tedious. Uh, yes. You also need a hep C. Sorry, a hep C once a year. Okay, so I'm starting to see why you need a prep coordinator yeah. for, for prep treatment, right? Is it like all of these different labs and then keeping people on cadence with testing and treatment? So that's a lot in terms of just keeping on top of that. Can you also talk about kind of on the other side, not only keeping up with the labs and kind of what you need to do clinically, what are some of the other ways that you're supporting patients and getting access to PrEP and helping them overcome some barriers to care? Yeah, there's a lot. So the, the biggest barrier, obviously, is the labs, just because, you know, the insurances don't want to cover that HIV blood test. And so a lot of people need financial assistance because of that. I've seen labs, like lab bills that are like over $700. It's pretty ridiculous. But luckily, like at Full Circle Health, we have a grant and we have funding within that grant that can help pay for people's labs. All they have to do is like bring their lab bill in or send it to me on my chart. 
And then I will send it to our accounting department and they will rebuild that to our prep grant. And that's something that we have that a lot of people don't. And so that is why it's hard for so many facilities to actually get prep going in their clinic because of that. So even if you're insured or not insured at all, we can help you with the cost of labs. We automatically help everybody if they have no insurance. If you have no insurance and you want PrEP, the pill, Trivada and Descovy, they actually have a program through the government called the Ready, Set, PrEP program. And it usually takes like one to two business days for approval. But I will go online. There's a portal and I will apply the patient for that. And then once they get approved, we can call a participating pharmacy, send the medication in, and they will contact the patient and like send the medication directly to them in the mail. Super easy. And it's paid for 100%. That is amazing. Yeah. So like for the Ready, Set, Prep program, in order to qualify, you have to have absolutely no insurance. They actually do an insurance check. So I've had patients who have told me like, oh, they're, like I'm going to lose my insurance or I lost my Medicaid or I am losing it. They don't know when it's going to happen or they're told like they're going to lose it by a certain date. So I'll go in and they'll do an insurance check, the Ready, Set, Prep program, and they will tell me if that patient still has insurance or if they don't. Because sometimes they'll pop up as still having insurance. And so we'll just hurry up and get their medication sent before they lose their insurance. And then I'll just keep checking in with the Ready, Set, Prep program until they've lost their insurance and can get approval. That is awesome. You are absolutely diligent in that in that coordinator role. That's amazing to be able to connect people to those resources. And I think that kind of slides into the next question here. Who might be a good candidate for prayer? Yeah, so anybody who is sexually active, according to the CDC guidelines, can qualify for PrEP if they ask for it without disclosing like specific risks or anything like that. You know, there's a there's a big stigma with HIV. I've gone to the, the shelters. I've gone to, you know, the universities and stuff and done HIV testing. And if you ask somebody, like, do you want an HIV test? They're like, oh, you know, I, I'm not gay. I'm I don't I don't need that or whatever. They I think people just are uneducated about HIV in general. Most of our patients are actually LGBTQ men who have sex with men. People that have, if you have anal sex, you're actually at a higher risk of getting HIV because the the tissue in the rectum is like thin. And so that is why you're more prone to like STDs and HIV. A lot of people actually don't know that, but that is the reason. So, but even if you have anal sex as well, you are still at risk of getting HIV if somebody has it because it has to enter the bloodstream. Somebody who discloses that they want to be on PrEP without even disclosing specific behavior of why they need PrEP can be a candidate. Somebody who might be an injection drug user or maybe somebody that just has multiple partners doesn't always use protection or maybe somebody that does and just wants extra protection. 
So what I'm hearing is uh, that there's a much broader community of eligible patients out there than than I would have thought at the start of our conversation. And I think that that also ties into the access piece is when you're describing who's a good candidate, a lot of that has to do with communities of patients that might be really highly stigmatized. So what are your thoughts on what um, providers and communities can do to lower those barriers related to stigma, particularly when you could just go to your primary care provider and request PrEP. But that might be really hard, especially in like a small town or just somewhere where you feel like there might be that judgment on you based on the reason that you're asking for PrEP. Yeah, it's actually interesting. So I just, as an example, I knew somebody once who had to be on PrEP. And his insurance, he worked for like a small company and they were like, you know, kind of Mormon background, most of the company, but it was, you know, a small business, private insurance, and his insurance would not cover prep. And they sent out like a company wide email, like saying the medication like, oh, we cannot cover Truvada because it's a lifestyle choice or whatever and like you know nobody knew that he was on prep but he's like i i'm i'm gay i'm openly gay people know it they're gonna research and they're gonna know it's me so that situation was was really tough i one thing i did want to say as well before that regarding the last conversation that we had with the with the barriers and stuff like that was or the candidates was another good candidate for prep is somebody who has a partner who is HIV positive so like what we do in our clinic is we have case managers and they can do walk-in HIV tests but also they have people that are coming in who are newly diagnosed with HIV and so they will automatically send in their partner's chart to me and I will reach out to them and they will go on prep. So that's another way that we get patients that other people might not really, at other clinics might not really think about is if they have somebody that has HIV, check to see if they have like a partner and then get them testing and maybe they need prep if they're at an ongoing risk for HIV. Absolutely. That's wonderful to increase that testing piece and kind of expand that to not just the individual, but also their partner. That's awesome. And kind of talking about the access piece, can you tell us a little bit more about the program specific to Idaho, Prep Me Idaho? Do you have any more info, info on that? The only thing I can tell you about Prep Me Idaho is that I manage the website, so it's obviously really awesome. Second, it is a, a really awesome navigation feature for the state of Idaho. So anybody who like wants information on PrEP or wants to learn more about it. And it has all the questions that you would want to know about PrEP that anybody would want to know. It's all on there. And then there's a location feature. So based on that person's location, they can find a provider based on where they live. So that's really awesome too. 
Well, I'll I'll echo that it's super awesome. Maybe like six months ago, I was doing a talk with some people in the Pacific Northwest and somebody dove into the chat with me and they were like, super cool what's happening with PrEP and like some LGBTQ plus affirming and appropriate care initiatives in Idaho. But my boyfriend lives in Idaho and cannot find PrEP. Do you know any providers? And I was like, Prep me Idaho. And he hopped back in the chat and he was like, this is amazing. So we we didn't plant that comment, but it's a really cool resource. We'll definitely link it in the show notes. And I think it just gets to like the different points of access people can have and feeling safe and accessing this medication. Do you do much work with medical providers in terms of giving them information about access points for PrEP or how to better manage prep regimens for their patients? Yes, I have. Like people have asked me to come out to their facility and kind of talk to them about how we do things. I've had people come to our clinic and like shadow me, shadow um, Dr. Alviso. He's kind of our main guy that does prep. Um, But we also have a lot of other providers that do it. Uh, So yes, I have gone out to other places and have talked to them about that. And it just Every single time I go out there, it's like the labs. It's always like their biggest concern is the labs. Where are they going to get the labs? How can we get them at low cost? And that's why I feel like we're so fortunate. So I can't help out with like funding or anything like that. But I can definitely help people like kind of put a system in place that works best for them and to manage their patients. We love systems (laughs) and they make a big difference. So I I wouldn't say that's a, but uh, this sort of thing or situation where it's like, but I can't do this. It's more, and I can help you figure out your system because, you know, when we talk to providers, it's like, okay, if I can get this cascade of steps in place, then I can figure out how to get care to my patients. So I love that that's something that you're doing with providers across the community. Yeah, I had a PA like shadow me a few months ago for the day. And she had also shadowed Dr. Alviso because she wanted to like get prep going at her facility. And so she shadowed him for a day, came out, sat with me. I told her about how I manage the patients and It was just, she was like so amazed with how, with everything that goes on behind the scenes, because like when you're, when you're a doctor, you're only looking at getting this medication to somebody, making sure that they have it. But like, who does the financial piece? Like who, who does all of that other stuff in the background? I always say, I'm like, I like to fly under the radar, and and if they don't hear from me, then that's good, because they don't know, you know, they, they that means things are running smoothly. So usually, like, if I hear nothing from Dr. Obiso, that's good. And here we talked about access, screening, labs, and who would be a good candidate for PrEP. Is there anything else you'd want the general community to kind of know about PrEP that we didn't cover? I would say look up the stigma for HIV and just see how much PrEP is actually needed in our community because anybody could be a candidate. It doesn't have to be a specific population or a specific type person. Like if you are sexually active and want more protection, you can go on PrEP. 
So my sister, she's 19. She just graduated from high school last year. Like, and I asked her like what she learned about HIV from health from health class. She had no idea like how it spread. They go over it for like a like a, a little segment. And she's like, all I know is that Freddie Mercury died of HIV and he's super cool. Like kids today like don't really understand HIV. And so when I came into this position, I really wanted to understand HIV, the stigma behind it, and the LGBTQ community and like how how to talk to people, pronouns, like I don't know, just educating myself on anything that I could possibly do so that I can communicate with patients efficiently and just have the knowledge and be available to help people as much as I can. We love that. And you're continuing that mission here today. So I, we just really appreciate the work that you do, the leadership role that you've taken in the state of Idaho. And Prep Me Idaho is awesome. So spreading that message far and wide. So again, just thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. And I can't wait for our next episode with you on roller derby. I have so many questions. <laughs> but no, I, again, just really want to say thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely if you want to do a roller derby podcast, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I don't have to get out there with you, I'm like, I'm I'm nervous. I, I try to like roller skate with my kids and I'm pretty sure I've broken my tailbone. <laughs> and I've seen legs broken. So one thing that I did want to say that I didn't say was I came into this position as prep coordinator three years ago. And when I did, it was only Dr. Oviso prescribing prep. There wasn't an injection yet. And, you know, he also sees trans patients, HIV patients, family practice, refugee. Like, he does every single type of thing you could possibly imagine. This guy, like, goes above and beyond for all of his patients. And the problem that I was also seeing was that prep patients were not getting in quick enough like new prep patients they were being booked out like two months out and the longer you go without an appointment without prep the more at risk you are for getting HIV and so I saw that as being a really huge problem and so what I did was I found more providers within our clinic to also do prep and then found a way to manage them because we have like 12 clinics so, like, our Nampa North location also now has a clinic for PrEP, and they have multiple providers at both of our Nampa locations, our Caldwell Clinic, and our Boise location. We have, like, multiple Boise locations that do PrEP now. So, I, like, I'm just really proud of how far Full Circle Health has come in general with PrEP because it's gotten to a point where all of our residents that are coming to our facilities to complete their residency, they will shadow these providers who prescribe PrEP and they're able to go forward with their life, with their career and be able to prescribe PrEP and know about it wherever they go because the lack of education is the problem. So that's all I have to say about that. Well, 
And that's a mic drop too. I love it. (laughs) Well, that wraps up another great episode of Life Support. Thanks again to Sierra for speaking with us. And thanks to you for listening. If you want to help us spread important information like this to more people, you can like, comment, and share the video. And if you don't want to miss out on more episodes like this, remember to subscribe. You can even leave a comment with any ideas for future topics. And until next time, remember to help each other with a little life support. Life Support is a podcast brought to you by Cornerstone Whole Healthcare Organization with funding from a variety of grants and sponsors. It's hosted by me, Rachel, and Ashley, and produced and edited by Anthony Leon. See the show notes for more details.